Baby witch, my daughter, my worship of the goddess, alone condemns you to the fire. I blow upon your least fingernail, and it flares, cyclamen and rose. I suck flames from your ears. I touch your perfect nostrils, and they too flame gently, like that pale rose called sweetheart. Your eyes are tender purple, like the base of the flame before it blues. Oh, child of fire, oh, tiny devotee of the goddess. I wished for you to be born a daughter, though we know that daughters cannot but be born for burning like the fatal tree. Welcome to Millennial Mystics, a podcast about modern mysticism and the people making it theirs. Together, we explore all angles of mystical subjects for both beginning and advanced practitioners and bring marginalized voices front and center. Prepare to laugh, learn, and decondition. So grab a pen and your grimoire and let's get going. Welcome, welcome, friends. Hi, everybody. It's our first episode of Millennial Mystics. Yay! We're so glad you guys are here with us and can't wait to get to know you and tell you a little bit about ourselves and why we bothered because we're excited. We're really excited. This has been in the works for quite some time. I think we've been talking about it for probably like four months at this point. Probably. Yeah. It's been a while. So basically all of 2020. Yeah. (laughs) Pre-COVID. Yes. Yeah. So um, did we we manifest this so we could actually bring our podcast? Don't say that. Don't say that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We don't have that kind of power. No. um, No. (laughs) On that note, we're going to tell you, we're going to, in this episode, this is just your chance to get to know us, our styles, who we are, what we do, what we like, what we don't, before we dive into all the juicy goodness of this podcast. So I'm Jessie De Silva. Hi, Jessie. Hi. And <laughs> I am a psychic life coach, and I specialize in, I like to say I specialize in career transitions because I help people both who are looking for a new nine to five people who are bringing their businesses online or people like quitting their jobs and building businesses or scaling those businesses. So I do it all. I'm a jack of all trades. Yes. Yeah. And, um, you will find out what all of this means in our later episodes, but I am a Pisces sun and moon. I'm a Gemini ascendant. And I am a projector with emotional authority. And you'll learn all of that in the next, I think it's episodes four and five. So, mm, yes, yeah. yeah. Fun, yeah. juicy stuff in there. Yeah. And other than that, I am a cat mom. I am a tarot reader. What, what do I do for fun? I do a lot of crosswords. I love logic games. Mm. I knit, crochet. I'm a bit of an artist. I'm a dabbler. I collect hobbies. So I do a lot, a lot of artsy things. Um, I do like rock climbing as well. I haven't been in forever, especially now that we're in quarantine right now. So yeah, I'm a plus size rock climber, which I love to say because yeah. you don't see a lot of those. So and also, other than badass at it so thank you well I was (laughs) I have not been in months so I'm sure I'll be next time I'm in the gym I'm going to be starting 
starting from the bottom, literally and figuratively. I have like soft lady hands now, and that makes me really <laughs> sad. <laughs> uh, but I'll be I'll be fixing that soon enough. Oh yeah, you'll get back into it. Yeah, yeah. So and I think that's it. I'm also like a big Anglophile. I love British culture. I love all of that stuff. Hence why I'm engaged to a British man. So. Mm. And I love to read. That's my other big thing. And I think that's like my longest standing hobby. I was a Reading. much bigger, yeah, I was a much bigger reader when I was a kid. I read all the time. Now it's all like self-help. I love reading all nonfiction. So Yeah. I, I, reading is also a big one for me, especially like when I was a kid. And we'll get into like how we became friends in a little bit. Um, but hi, everybody. I'm Kaylee Oberbeck. Um, I am... A jack of all trades, but in a different way. So I am an intuitive. Um, I do a whole variety of, of things. So I will do um, like house minimizing and energy um, reorienting. So if you're having issues with your physical space um, and the energy not quite being comfortable or even being explicitly uncomfortable, I am happy to come through and take a look and see what's going on. Um, I am also quite adept at breaking curses. Um, so if you feel like you're being plagued by something that just isn't quite normal, let me know. Um, I do uh, dream interpretations and um, both like message reading, if you are getting um, spirit messages through your dreams, or just like psychological interpretations. Um, and I can tell you the difference between them. I do tarot reading. I do human design, astrology. I am, um, and this will make sense when we get into a little bit of my profiling. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I was going to say, damn, that 12th house energy. I know the 12th house, it's <laughs> heavy. Um, yeah. But I um, am, as far as astrology is concerned, I am a Scorpio sun and I am a Sagittarius moon and ascendant. So very, very Sagittarius. You will hear me philosophize a lot. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> a lot. I, I, I'm here to rein her in, basically. Because <laughs> I'll just talk forever. Don't get drinks in me because we'll be up all night. Um, and then- or do get drinks in her and stay up all night. Right. It depends. I mean- <laughs> What mood are you in? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because that's what will happen. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and then in human design, I am a generator with a sacral authority, which is why I do all of the things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she will sell herself short, but she is such a powerful medium, such a powerful healer. So I just have to put Thank that you. out there. She's like- Thank you so much. She, she's so shy about it. And I'm like, step into <laughs> your power, bitch. Yes. So I'm just, I'm really happy to let people come to me because I, I find that like people who need it find me no matter what. Mm -hmm. that, um, that is true. Yeah. So yeah. But I- I do love doing it. And yeah, mediumship has definitely been something that's exploded for me since I've opened myself up to it. Yeah. Um, very powerful things coming through. Yeah, that's the thing is like, it's, it's like a muscle. Once you start engaging in it, it just gets stronger and stronger and all the other senses awaken. Exactly. And a lot of the work that I do when it comes to like reading physical spaces, um, like that, that is actually where a lot of my medium capabilities um, started, or at least where I started to open up to them. So like I can walk through a house and see where walls used to be. And like I can see where footsteps used to travel. So like if, if the house was something before somebody moved in, I can see like paths of egress where historically that had been where the energy flowed most and and that kind of thing and I like I physically see them and so when I opened up to that it was much easier for me to open up to other medium capability mediumship capabilities yeah the same thing happened with me like I had always um been the person people came to for advice like the the thing where everybody knows I, this came up in my very first like psychic reading that I had and 
you know, I saw a Christian spiritualist because I was still very Catholic, which we're going to get into. Mm-hmm. And he had said, you have two of the nine spiritual gifts listed in the Bible. He said, you have the gift of wisdom and the gift of healing. So he was like, oh, wow. so the way that shows up for you is that everybody comes to you because you always know what they need, what they need to hear to feel better. And I was like a thousand percent always. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that's like, that has been my go-to my whole life. And like once I tapped into it, especially going into business for myself as a life coach, a psychic life coach, I'm able to see people's blocks so easily and how they have to work through them. And I do that both like through like my own intuitive gifts and I use tarot just depending on what I feel like doing really. But yeah, that's like where my gifts really show up is that I just, I see other people's shit so, so clearly. It's just very easy for me to bust through it, help them bust through it. So yeah. And um, yeah, Kaylee, so other than that, Kaylee and I have been friends basically, we can say since the second grade, even though we had a real, like about a decade of a break, yeah. not by choice, not by no, choice. I'm, I moved. <clears throat> yeah. So we, we both grew up in Florida. Um, and yes, yeah, second grade was when we met. And I mean, it was pretty instant that we found each other. Yeah. I was new to the school. You had gone to the school for a couple of years prior than Oh, since so. kindergarten I'd been yeah. there. So. Um, and I came at second grade. Yeah. And she was like, we just, yeah, we clicked right away. And then we were best friends till you left for a little bit. So you left after fifth grade and mm-hmm. then came back for seventh grade and then left again. Correct. And yeah. then that time to Massachusetts. Uh, a little bit after that. So oh, yeah. Okay. I, I bounced around quite a bit in childhood and that actually, I mean, like that's not so disconnected from the conversation that, you know, we're having with, um, spirituality. So when I was young, I had quite a lot of gifts. Um, and I actually didn't really realize it until my mother told me some stories, um, when they came back. So, Um, As a kid, I would see spirits all the time, did not know that that's what they were, and would have conversations with them, and could definitely tell the difference between um, the different types of them. So um, I could tell which ones were people, like which used to be human beings. I could tell which ones were not, and which ones were there to play with me and which ones were there to hurt me. And there's one particular story that my mom actually told me fairly recently. I need to pause because I'm getting audio interference. They're talking. Um, They are. They're they're excited. (laughs) Um, So uh, we were driving home from, I think we had gone to a mall or something because it's the eighties. And Um, I'm in the back seat and suddenly I start screaming and I say, stop looking at me, stop looking at me. And like, how, how old are you in this? Maybe two or three. Oh my God. So Um, I must've been, yeah, I was, I must've been around two because there's a story that follows up to this. Okay. Yeah. So no siblings yet. It was just you. Correct. And so they pull over the car. They try and figure out what's going on. I calm down. They don't really get an idea. Um, We get home and I'm not exactly clear on the amount of time later that this happened. But when I was a kid, um, my parents were not the gender reveal type. They liked surprise. And so everything that was used to decorate my nursery was gender neutral. Um, which I should also say, uh, we didn't get into pronouns earlier, but my pronouns are she, they, I identify as non-binary, um, femme non-binary. And, um, so yeah, so all of my nursery stuff was clowns because clowns are not, what the fuck? Yeah. Clowns are not gendered. (laughs) Oh my Um, God. So I, I had a nursery that had, I think, 40 some odd clowns in it. Oh my God, no. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And so um, after the car incident, 
Um, I'm not clear on the amount of time later, but um, I, in the middle of the night, one night started screaming, screaming. And so they came, my parents were- Well, I mean, you were surrounded by clowns, but you know, I guess, but I guess that sleeping. wasn't the screaming. <laughs> it was, but so that's, that's the thing is that like my parents thought it was, but I had been living with these clowns for a couple of years at this point. And I yeah. think I'm not, it, it was either just before my brother was born or just after, you know, it was, yeah. so it had been a couple of years that I had been okay, living with okay. clowns. And yeah. so- I am screaming bloody murder. Like my parents thought somebody broke into the house. Like I was screaming. And so I said, they're watching me. They're all watching me. And so my parents were like, it was the clowns. clowns. And like, I made them take all of the clowns down. There were clown murals that they had to paint over the next day. Like, but in retrospect, it kind of became clear that it wasn't the clowns. <laughs> and so, and there were like odd things like that that happened a lot in my childhood. And um, there was one particular instance, I hope you guys are ready for spooky stories, where, um, so one of the things that I can do is astral project. And I was very good at it when I was a small child and I stopped doing it because of this incident that I'm about to tell you about. And um, only within the past maybe 10 years or so I've been able to get back into it and it's taken a lot of practice. So when I was, at this point you and I had known each other, um, I was in probably third grade, I think. Okay. I was living in Port St. Lucie at this point. I think that was third grade. Is that the year you got chicken pox? Yes. yes okay. It is. Yeah, third grade. So I um oh, man, you've got such a memory. <laughs> I know. I really <laughs> have a good one. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, I do not have a memory like this, guys. But at any rate, um, so I would get out of bed and play. And it wasn't really getting out of bed and playing. It was astral projecting. Um, And I didn't really understand that there was a difference. Like there was a time that I thought I was doing it and actually had physically gotten up and was watching my parents watch a movie and they caught me. But I had like many times before, like gotten up and wandered around and not been in my body for it. Wow. Um, Yeah. And so this one particular night I was doing it. um, As soon as I had like woken up, air quotes, woken up, um, there was a girl in my room. And I say that with a little bit of trepidation because she wasn't really, like there was something off about her. Mm. Like she looked like something that was like, this is what I've seen a girl looks like. So this is what I'm going to look like. Um, And Like the main thing about her that threw me off was the eyes. And at that time I was like, oh, she's an alien. You know, like there was something. Oh, we were really into aliens at that time too. So. So yeah. So I'm like, she's an alien. And so I tried to talk with her because that's, you know, what I was used to, you know, spirits and, and whatnot I would talk with, you know, and, um, she didn't respond to me. She just picked. Oh, just wait. Oh, God. He picked me up out of bed and carried me out the wall and out the backyard and, like, through the woods. Yeah, so she, like, had me over her her shoulder. And, um, like, I remember we walked past this little fort that we had built in the, like, brush space behind the house. And we just kept going and kept going and kept going. And... I remember we had gotten to the edge of this parking lot um, and I'm like, this is too far. I'm not allowed to be this far from my house. And she like had me, you know, she was like holding on. And so I like wiggled free as best as I could. And now this is not physically happening guys. So I get back and I get back to my house and I get back into my bed (laughs) 
and I never did it again. Yeah, um, I, I probably wouldn't either. And yeah, and like, I, it was just automatic. And at that point, I had completely forgotten what it even was. Like I had blocked it all out as much as you could possibly do. I didn't like, I convinced myself they were all dreams. Um, and that like that especially wasn't real and like never told anybody about that dream. And, you know, anything that happened in dream space became, um, something that I would write off as completely ridiculous. Mm. And an interesting thing happened with the stories that I wrote after that. They became much more childlike and the stories that I would write as like a, a younger child were incredibly nuanced and I've come across a lot of them. Weird. And a lot of that, yeah. Yeah. Um, so at any rate, uh, that was me as like a little, little kid. Um, and it, even though I had blocked a lot of the abilities out, um, it, the interest in something other than religion that I was being taught because Jesse and I, we met at Catholic school. Um, so we grew up Catholic and, um, I, I knew then that it wasn't the calling that I had for spirituality. And so anytime I had the opportunity at the library or the bookstore, I would, um, wander down the spirituality section and read as much as I could about every kind of religion. I was just, I was curious about all of them and my parents were very comfortable with me exploring basically whatever I wanted to. Um, so that is kind of like the Kaylee pre-Jesse history. Um, if you want to get into yours and then we can yeah. talk about what it was like after we connected. <laughs> so um, my, it's funny. Cause like my, my gifts were there as a kid too, but it was in the way that like, I was having conversations with adults on a much higher level. Mm -hmm. So my, my mom said people, I mean, this happened with all her kids, but especially with me, she was like, people were always complimenting me on your vocabulary. Like you just, just spoke at a higher level and like understood the use of the words as well. So my favorite word for a long time was coincidence, not coinky dink, <laughs> but coincidence, um, which looking back is not surprising. So Mm. Um, and I think like really a memory that stands out for me on like that of an example of like that kind of clear cognizance that like intuitive knowing without, um, having a basis for it and also speaking at an adult level, like as very young, I remember my sister and I were playing at a couple of friends house. It was like one of those we were there for the whole day and I must've been, um, I can't remember if I was in kindergarten yet, so four or five, but either way, pretty young. And we were hanging out, we were, so we were hanging out all day, and it was like lunchtime. And one of my friends had been like queasy during the day or something, or she had complained about something. And so then when we sat down to have lunch, and we were going to have like, you know, just PB&J or something, she asked to drink milk. And I said to her mother, I said, don't give her that or she's going to throw up. I was like, she's sick, so don't give her that or she's going to throw up. And I remember the look she gave me. Like, this stands out in my memory so, like, uh, distinctly because she just, like, looked at me like, don't tell me what to do. And she gave her – she gave – so she gave her the milk that she asked for. Her daughter throws up. Like, almost, like within 10 minutes is in the bathroom throwing up. And I literally went as like a four or five year old. I just looked at her mom and went, I told you so. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So um, when you. <laughs> so when you have things and I'm sure like, you know, my mom's a nurse practitioner. So I'm sure I was just like really in tune with like, these are what symptoms look like and stuff like that. But it's like things that like a child that young should not be putting together in their mind. So 
It's, Amazing. You know, yeah. So it, when you have things like that happen enough times where adults look at you with that, like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Why are, is this young child trying to tell me what to do? Like, you kind of learn to just, like, shut up and, like, yes, you know, lay yeah. low. Yeah. So I turned it off, basically. And, you know, I was – the one thing I was, like, really lucky about with my parents, so – my dad was a police officer for most of my childhood. Now he works, he does government work for Homeland Security, but you know, he was a police officer for a lot. And so we were raised with this, him constantly saying to us, always trust your gut, always trust your instinct, always trust your intuition. And I credit a lot of that to like why I'm so in tune with my intuition now, because yeah. it's something that kids don't get instructed in but they have greatest use of when they're a child. Like kids mm -hmm. are so intuitive and so in tune with their surroundings, with other people, with energies. And I'm grateful that I got that because frankly, I think it kept me out of a lot of bad situations because I knew this doesn't feel right. I'm going to leave. So I had that upbringing. I, you know, I grew up in a very, very Catholic home. My parents are both still uh, devout. They go to church every Sunday. And I was devoutly Catholic for a good chunk of my life, like really until my late twenties. <clears throat> and that's like, that's like when Kaylee and I reconnected was back was a, within like the last five years. And I mean, it's also, I would say probably not surprising that, um, so you had, had reached out to me mm -hmm. if I remember. Yeah. So like Facebook happened, we were connected, but we weren't connected. Right. And yes. And that, that really happened like past two years or so. Right. Yeah. And I think that like after leaving Catholicism, it was pretty easy to say, oh, Kaylee knows what happens next because yes. I did that. <laughs> I did that very young. I, um, despite going to Catholic school through almost like entirely through middle school. I mean, I, I, I went through all of grade school and then some of middle school. Um, I was actually not Christian. I did not identify as Christian anymore after second grade. And, I remember that about you. Yeah, actually. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was difficult because like, I mean, I was called a witch. <laughs> oh yeah, she was. Before I ever even knew what that was was and then i like well maybe i did maybe i did but um at at any rate they were right <laughs> it really and came from this place of like you didn't um you just would not fall in line with no, anything no. with nothing like other kids thought or believed or said you yeah. didn't like if a teacher had your respect it was because they were like a good teacher not because they were the teacher correct and, yeah so like kids are really threatened by otherness and mm -hmm. i think you really embodied that for a lot of our classmates yes yeah i definitely did and it was um not even something that I really felt like I struggled with. Like, no, I, oh no, I, you, you I, took to I, it like a fish to water. Honestly, you, I, I remember like in second grade, cause you know, I was kind of on the fringes as well in the sense of like, I wasn't as vocal, but I had that same rebel streak as you, which is hence why we like clicked. Sure. Exactly. I remember, have another distinct memory of us in the second grade um, somebody called us weird or something. And we were like, we are weird. Like we were immediately like, we are weird. And we'd be like, like we're, weird. we're weird. We're weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I remember going home and like telling my dad about that. It was like such and such called us weird and we, we are weird. I like being weird. And my dad was like, why do you want to be weird? And I was just like, cause I am, I'm weird. Like, <laughs> but we like really took that, took that to heart and like wore yep. it as a badge. Yeah. I, this is not a memory. This is a fabricated memory, but a very, very high likelihood that I went home after that and said to my parents, so-and-so called us weird. And my parents would have been like, yep, you tiny little weirdo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could see that. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> like you are weird. <laughs> yeah. What's, um, this is like a random thing, but so funny. So like it's my, my poor mom. So my mom was like, 
my sister just found this out yesterday. Mm-hmm. So she found out my mom loved my dad's personality so much. She was like, I want another Aquarius because it must be because he's an Aquarius that I, that's why I like this personality. So she said she tried with me and she was a month late. I'm a Pisces. So they got a little weirdo that they didn't like a little emotional weirdo that my mom was not, nobody was prepared for. And then they got, and then they tried with my sister and they were a month early. She's a Capricorn in December. (laughs) My brother, my brother after her, my dad was born on January 21st. My brother was born on January 22nd. So she nailed it with him. And it's so funny. They're so alike. And in their sun, moon, and ascendant, they, they share two signs. So they really, yeah, they are so similar. It's really funny. Um, yeah. So, and I don't know what they were aiming for with Jack, I guess, just like rounding it out at that point, yeah. <laughs> you know, with yeah. the whole set, but yep. isn't that so funny though? It's hilarious. Yeah. Um, oh man. Wow. I know my, I know. I thought that was really funny. That so is. talk about like, you know, not getting what you were expecting. They wanted a boy and they wanted an Aquarius and they got like the most girly little Pisces mm. they could ever get. And I'm just, I was always like an emotional kid, just like very sweet, very uh, girly, very, uh, my mom said that I never gave her any problems. She was like, you were- Oh, I can't even imagine it. Yeah. Yeah. She said that if we had been born in reverse, because my youngest brother's a Gemini with lots of, he's a Gemini sun and ascendant with a cancer moon, but he's got- (laughs) so much Sagittarius in his chart. It's unreal. And she, and he was the worst baby. She said that if we had been born in reverse, she would have only had him. <laughs> she was like, <laughs> so bad. Shabbatize. <laughs> I know. We love you. <laughs> I will give you a lot of flack though, but it's just because I have so much Sagittarius in my chart. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so anyway, yeah, that's, um, yeah, so we both grew up Catholic, and you have a funny yeah. saying about people who grow up Catholic, which oh yes, it yeah. is very true. It is so, so true. There, there are only two things that happen to people who grow up Catholic. They are like very Catholic, like what the Pope says is exactly what we do, Catholic, or they're witches. All that's of them. it. There's no in between. There's no in between. No in between. <laughs> Yeah. Catholicism lends itself so beautifully to witchcraft, though, honestly, and mysticism. It so does. I mean, like, mm, delicious cult practices there. I know. <laughs> uh, I know. Only, only after, after you've left can you come back and say, I'm taking this part and that part and this part. <laughs> yep. Yeah, exactly. Um, another funny thing about like baby Jesse and Kaylee is that back in the fifth grade, we had some kind of school project, which I don't remember what the assignment was, but we, we decided to make our own little radio show for yes. school. Yes, we did. And it's so funny because I only remembered it after we decided to do this podcast. And I was like, oh my God, we must have been intuitively tapping into our futures. Yeah. Yeah, because that wasn't like, okay, guys, you can choose to do a radio show or you can choose to do such and such. It was like we uniquely came up with a radio show. Yeah. 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 I don't even know where that idea came from. I had completely forgotten about it until you told me. And as soon as you said it, I was like, oh, (laughs) God, you know, like I totally remembered it. And people loved it. Like even though we were the weirdos, people were like, yeah, into listening to it. It was funny. Yeah, it was really good. We came up with a commercial break and everything. That's the (laughs) I don't remember what the actual show was about, but I do remember the commercial that we did. And Kaylee, it was for um, spaghetti sauce. And Kaylee went like this. She went, that's a spicy meatball. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only part I remember of that whole project. Because it like slayed. Everybody loved it. So. Oh my god, we were we were such funny kids. Yeah, I was definitely a ham. Like I'm I'm not particularly extroverted, but I'm also not particularly introverted. And uh, yeah, <laughs> I I always say I was um 
I was raised, like I was conditioned to be introverted because like mm. way before there were like four kids and lots of noise in my house, I was like the star at all times. And mm. like, I remember my mom said that my sister didn't speak to people for like the first three years of her life because I was always answering for her. So people would be like, oh, I'm like, what's your name? And I'd be like, her name is Jill. And they'd be like, and be like, oh, how old are you? And I'd be like, she's two. Want to see me tap dance? <laughs> like, <laughs> that was me all the time. <laughs> it's like back I, over here. <laughs> I think partially that was why we were such good friends very quickly because I kind of feel like the opposite. Like I was conditioned to be extroverted. Mm. I have a lot of Sagittarius's in my family, like a lot. Oh, wow. Um, a lot, a lot. And my, so my dad's Sagittarius. My mom is Leo. My brother is Sagittarius. My sister's Libra. Like it's, they got a lot of people who like people, you know? Yeah. And, <laughs> right. Um, I'm a Scorpio. So like I oh, wow. am, I know I, I'm like most at in myself by myself and I have the most energy to exist when I'm alone, but like I'm around so many extroverted people. Like this is just how people are. And I mean, it helps that I have a lot of Sagittarius in my chart. Like it's not, it's, it doesn't feel forced, but right. uh, yeah, I'm definitely an introvert that was conditioned to be extroverted. And um, I think that we got along so well because of that. Because if you were like, want to watch me tap dance? I was like, yeah, let's fucking do it. You go ahead. And, yeah. and then when we were done, <laughs> yeah. I was like, all right, I'm going to do something now, you know? Yeah, right. Yes. And it was, it was so comfortable taking turns and yeah. like, it, it just, it, it was never, nothing about it was forced. Yeah. You were like one of the only friends who was allowed to come over. Like I have very overprotective parents. Yeah. And so Kaylee was always welcome. I haven't, we also hated mayonnaise. That was a big thing for us for a long time. Oh my time. gosh. Yeah. Did you forget about that? So I actually, <laughs> I, I know. love mayonnaise now. I'm like, I do give too. me a spoon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like the homemade stuff. I'm, yeah. I'm very spoiled in my taste now, but um, no, I do remember that I didn't I, I like, I do distinctly remember that it was like, it had to be like barely scraped onto the bread. Um, yeah. It wasn't something that I forgot, but yeah. Was, it was, I remember my mom took us to a park one time. And so she put us in charge of making sandwiches for everyone. And she got annoyed because we didn't put mayonnaise on her sandwich. Cause we I didn't absolutely like, remember that. Yeah, do you remember that? <laughs> she got and we were so like, mad. There is mayonnaise on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, she was she like, this is so dry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh Lord. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, um, I, another, like, I think crucial, like real difference in why, um, why we make such natural co-host is like the different dynamics we had in exploring these witchy sides of us growing up. Cause you had a very yeah. supportive, supportive environment for that. Yeah. Yeah. So my, my folks were absolutely, um, keen to let me, you know, explore any ideas that I was curious about. I mean, anything that was safe, it was on the table. And, um, it, as it turns out, the like specific interest in witchcraft, uh, my dad actually had a book, which is now mine, um, that I found and started flipping through and had apparently, Jesse reminded me oh. of this recently, brought yeah. to school and you- Traumatized me. She <laughs> traumatized me, guys. So you say traumatized, yeah, but no. actually I think, I think I woke something up yes. in you that you were scared of. And, yes. Yeah. Um, in like, yeah, it, it, it it's- it's so the poem that you guys hear at the beginning of this episode is is from this. It's this phenomenally illustrated um, book called Witches by Erica Jong, and um, it's illustrated by Joss A. Smith. And I mean seriously, go out there, guys, find this book. It is fairly eighties um, in its appearance, but when I was this little baby witch, um, you know, going through my dad's books and I came across it. I was like, this is me. Like, th this is me. <laughs> and mm -hmm. um, I, yeah, I just, I was completely enamored by it. Even like the, it's a, a 
there are images in there that are incredibly scary. There are images in there that are incredibly sexual. <laughs> like yes, yeah. You know, I what what year was it that I brought that in? It was, it was fifth grade. grade. It was fifth grade. fifth grade. Let me tell you guys, she brought this to school. <laughs> we were all around it. I was like freaking the fuck out because I was like, as much as I had a rebel heart, I was still very much like a live life by the rules. Like don't like make the teacher mad, like do what mom and dad would say. So I knew I was looking at something I should not be looking at. Oh, and like, I was like, oh no, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah. And guys, like the devil is in this book. Like and There's, he's fucking some witches. I yes. like from behind. Yes. yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, um, like, I mean, first of all, I had just learned what sex was on the first day of fifth grade. So I was already traumatized from that knowledge. So when Kaylee brings this book to school and the thing that there were a couple images that really scared me. And the one was like a witch flying. And I think that's on like the, I think you have a levit, there's like a levitation spell in there or something. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then I remember reading about um, the thing that really got me were like the witch trials and like drownings, like drowning, drowning yes. witches. Like basically like we read in there that, you know, they would like throw a woman into water. And if she like floated, it was like, she's a witch. And if yeah, she drowned, they were like, oh, by the water of God. Right. Um, and if she drowned, they were like, oh, she wasn't a witch, but now she's dead. So whoops. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember being really haunted by that yeah. pun intended. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, like the imagery is, is very haunting, like even for an adult. Um, and so like, can't blame Jesse at all. And <laughs> poor baby Jesse. So sheltered. Baby Jesse. <laughs> but baby Kaylee was, was like, yes, this is, this is what happened. This is real, you know? And, um, I, at that point, um, had become fairly familiar with pagan practices in general. They weren't foreign to me. I wasn't necessarily doing any of them. Um, I, at that point, um, was probably more comfortable in meditation. Like when we were little, little kids, my dad would teach us meditations to fall asleep. Um, so, you know, like I, it, it was all just part of the same journey, really. Um, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, so, <laughs> I, I mean, like, <laughs> when, I when I look back on it, though, I think the reason it triggered such a deep reaction in me is I think that I think that I probably had some kind of past life where I was, like, really, like, traumatized or, like, ostracized or tortured or something over having – or over being accused of being a witch or something like that, or I lived in fear of it. So I think right. that the first time that really entered my consciousness, I was just like, oh my God, especially like having within a few years, those experiences of like, I know things I shouldn't. And like adults look at me weird for that. And yeah. like, that makes me feel rejected, you know, cause kids are very black and white. So sure. I'm sure seeing that it was like, oh no, 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 no. I'm not supposed to like engage in that or know about it. But at the same time, like, you know, I'd always, always been fascinated with the occult. It was just for me, something I did in private. So it was not something that I was ever supported in. I probably wouldn't be supported in it now. For like me, when I told my parents that we were doing this podcast, I got a lot of like polite silence and like, that's so nice for you, sweetheart. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> we're so happy. You're happy. Like one of those. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, my mom is like, our first listener, she's like, when are you sending me the link? I'm, I'm like, we're still <laughs> recording. Calm down. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. yeah. But, and yeah. So, but what's funny is that like, despite the two different avenues, we still arrived at the same place. Right. And I think that part of how we've ended up at the same place is that from the beginning, we knew we found our clan you know, mm -hmm. like it was, it was very clear to me. So Jesse as a child is good at reading people. Kaylee as a child was also very good at reading people. And when I came to class for the first time and saw Jesse, I was like, that is the kindest person in the room. Aww. And like, I knew that I needed 
people in my life that were sweet and, um, you know, could like understand other people in a way that maybe they didn't even understand themselves. And, um, yeah, I, I think that like us coming together, then we, we had already known, yes, here's my plan. Definitely. And that's like why we found, like we've found each other a few times and like, yes, I I can't quit you. No, I can't quit you. You don't have to. (laughs) Yeah. It's so, but it's been, it's been so beautiful. And that's like really why like so much of our conversations over the years, like we went from like not having spoken for 10 years to like, we text every day. And it's been like that for at least a solid year. I'd say yeah. that we text like every day. Yeah. And um, Kaylee is one of the only two women I've ever had sex dreams about. So that like tells you the other one is my best friend from college. So like that tells you how much I love her. And when I told my fiance about this, he was like, yeah, I'm not surprised. <laughs> he was, that was his immediate response. I woke up and I was like, I had a lesbian sex dream about Kaylee. <laughs> and he was like, sounds about right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sounds about right. So, I'm I mean, flattered like, and also you're welcome. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So it, like we've, I think that like our fates have been intertwined and like, that's why we kind of came together for this podcast because our conversations for the past year have just been so fascinating and they cover so many different topics. And a lot of it has been not just like, it's been like Kaylee really teaching me a lot of things, but me also asking her new and interesting questions that made her like think about things differently. Yeah, And like have to make connections. So, you know, when we like, and I know like I had asked her for resources so many times and she was like, you know, I was like, you know, there have to be podcasts on this. And of course there are, but I had found that a lot of them were really lacking in diversity and the kinds of voices that I was interested in hearing. Yes. Yeah, definitely agree. It's, there's a lot out there um, and it all seems to be either more niche than what we want to talk about, you know, because our interests are incredibly wide ranging. We want all of it. Um, And, or it's um, a voice that, you know, doesn't, lift anybody else up really. And one of the things that I think is really important about tackling mysticism in general is understanding where it comes from. There are aspects of the occult and mysticism in pretty much every culture, but by and large, colonialism, white sort of whitewashing, whitewashing, um, you know, Christian cultures have purposefully erased and marginalized voices of pagan practices. And I'm not just talking about European pagan practices. I am talking about any religion that did not look like their own. And so much of what is now like mass marketed witchcraft, right? Like this is trendy for a reason. So much of it is taken from practices and not acknowledged where it came from. And so I absolutely believe that everybody should tap into a spirituality that resonates for them, that helps them feel connected to that oneness we're all looking for. Do it, please, because we fucking need it. But know where the actual ritual practices that you're using come from. And that's, that's a big goal for us in this is to, is talking about that and also lifting up the people who practice those things, whose cultures they do come from. So they can tell you, this is what I do. This is what you can do. And this is what you absolutely should not be doing, you know? And because we have, we have a duty to be responsible about this because if you are doing something that, um, and I, I, I'm lecturing, but like this is this is a good intro into why we're doing this at all, and I hope that it resonates for all of you. Um, that when you 
are, are using these rituals and thinking about these practices and you're doing it without the lens of appreciation and understanding and actual knowledge on where they come from, if you're not doing it, you're not actually connecting. Yeah. And, and that's and the I goal wanna, here. We want, we want people to connect. And I want to say like, we are two white presenting women. If you look at us, we just look like, I look like a regular blonde white girl. Kaylee's got dark hair, but she's very pale. So she enjoys all the white privilege. I enjoy all the white privilege. I come from a Hispanic culture, but that does not mean whatsoever that I experience any of the, of the um, <clears throat> discrimination that comes along with it. And I'm right. fully aware of that. And Kaylee has, uh, has uh, ties to native tribes, but I've you don't see that. Right. Ah. I'm Missaqua, yeah. Um, which, for those of you who are not familiar, it is Missaqua is um, a tribe in Quebec, so it's a part of the um, Abenaki. But the fact that we both know that we are like white presenting to us is not lost on us at all, and that is why we. I think we are well placed to recognize where the shortcomings are. And to see like how things about how like how things are missing just because we do have backgrounds in these underrepresented marginalized populations enough to be like there's such a need for this and we need to bring it in front of people's faces and make them and make them come to terms with it. But to also know that we should not be the sole voices or the only voices you hear on this podcast. And so, Absolutely. yeah, yeah. We, yeah. So that is like something we're super committed to doing. Like, yeah, you're going to have plenty of stuff where it's just us, but we really want to bring on, bring on a diverse guest list. So you can hear the voices of all these people and let them take the front front and center stage, not us to guide them through anything, but for them to guide us as not just hosts, but also listeners. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that's where this came from. That was really the genesis of this podcast is that, you know, we want to highlight everyone who's out there and you know, yeah. make, give people like, give everybody the deep dive that they crave into these topics, but also not to put ourselves forth as like the sole experts on anything. Really. Absolutely not. Right. Yeah. Just because, and like, this was the thing during the course of our conversations that, that led to us wanting to lead this project is that we were amassing, um, resources to to further our own knowledge and there was no reason for us not to share it because this is not only valuable to us this is valuable to anybody who has an interest in these practices and we hope that that while we are learning about this that all of you will join and and learn with us too and help us find more to 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 learn as we go along um yeah and to be unlike- clear not not just minorities like not just people of like marginalized communities in the sense of like culture or race but also gender because so yes. much of this has been embraced as like a femme only space and it's so far removed from that even like men have their have practices and men deserve a space in this as well um and so do people who do not fit any of those definitions people from all over the gender spectrum and sexuality spectrum as well yes yeah absolutely um and i mean like we can save a deep dive into this for another episode but um the understanding of gender and the play involved in that is so closely tied to witchcraft and occult practices and you know it's 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 so much fun and 
Um, that's yeah. I, I just, I can't wait to dive into this with all of you guys. We've got so many things that, that we're excited to, to talk about. Um, yeah. So things that you can expect going forward, um, beyond, you know, learning alongside us and, you know, um, playing with as many topics as we can possibly get our hands on. Um, we have after this, a few foundational episodes for you to have like baseline knowledge on certain topics that we plan on bringing into every episode. Yeah. So those are, we're like the next one that you'll hear after this, we're going to discuss moon phases. I mean, you can't, you can't really can't separate mysticism from moon, from the moon. Like it's just like peanut butter and jelly. They go together. It's just like, you got to have them together. It's also going to give you an idea of our rough release schedule. We will be releasing on Fridays, but we're going to coordinate the topics with the different moon phases. So you can pop in there and get an idea of what to expect every week. After moon phases, you will get our tarot episode. Our plan is to pull cards um, either for our guests or for ourselves um, after we go over the topic. So it'll be kind of like um, an end little footnote to the episode. Um, And we'll give a little bit of reflection on what we've learned or um, a little bit of guidance for the month ahead, uh, depending on which episode it's coming out with. Um, after that is... That's the astrology episode. Astrology. <laughs> Buckle up for that one. That one was like, oh man, we started with that one and it was such a doozy. Yeah, it's it's a pretty... So I, I think that we presented all of the information in a very easy to digest way. It's just very long because there's a lot of information. So yeah. you should be able to walk away from that with a, a very deep understanding of your own chart. Um, you won't be able to read other people's charts really, but you will definitely understand your own and can maybe give some people more guidance on their own. Um, or at the very least with like people you're close to, it'll help you like kind of finesse your understanding of them a little bit better. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And actually, primary goal with that is to um, be able to communicate about your own chart without it um, sounding too technical. Yeah, yeah. It's it's very approachable. Um, And then after astrology, another doozy of an episode is human design. And, and that's, that's going to be a new, that one's fun. It might be new to a lot of you. It's, it's pretty new to us. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But, oh, so fun. Yeah. That, that one's one. a good one. So, so you'll have to, you're going to like hear all of those. And then, um, starting a week from today, today is May 1st, 2020. So in a week, May you'll day. Start, yeah, you'll start getting all of the juicy guest podcasts. So you'll be yeah. fully prepared to move forward with them. And we have some really cool stuff coming yeah. for you. Oh, yeah. so many fun topics. Do we want to list some of them? No, let's not show anyone any topics. Like, let's, let's let them be surprised. Okay. All right. We'll let you guys be surprised as to some of the things. But if there's something in particular that you do want to hear about, please, 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 please let us know. Um, if anything in these foundation episodes sort of like – jog an interest and you want us to dive deeper into something, do not hesitate. Yeah. We want this. We really want this to be like a community effort because we are just, we are but two voices. All right. Mm -hmm. We are but two voices. So the best ways for you to get in touch with us, like we have an email, it's witchplease at millennialmysticspodcast.com. And that is obviously our website. It's millennialmysticspodcast.com. We have a Facebook community. We're on Instagram. Both are Millennial Mystics. We're on Twitter and Mystics Pod. Kaylee will be there shouting into the void for the most part. I'm the Facebook person. You're the Twitter person. So full disclosure, though, I actually have no idea how Twitter works. So I hope you guys really enjoy watching me learn. (laughs) It's literally just yelling into the void with no expectation of a response. So that's why I'm very good at that. (laughs) Yes. So that is why you are in charge of the Twitter. So hash hash browns or whatever. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) 
yes i'm kidding i know what i i know what a hashtag is guys yeah but i don't know we are we are still millennials let's be clear so so yeah we are on all the social media come find us email us we want to hear your topics we want to hear the guests that you want on like tell us everything if you want to pitch yourself oh my god please do yes yeah we need to create a form or something. But in the meantime, just email us, pitch us, tell us what you want to talk about, and we'll find, see if we can fit you into the schedule. So this is, that's what this is about, is the community effort. Yes, absolutely. We're all in it together. Yeah, I know. Quarantine. We're still <laughs> record, we recorded this in quarantine. We're all in this together, and hopefully we all get out alive. Yes, yeah, please. <laughs> okay. Well, I think, I mean, that's all I have for us yeah. for today. Yeah. Yeah. I all think right. that that was a pretty good intro to us. And of course you guys will get to know us better along the way. Yeah. So go hit play on the next episode and get some pen and paper because you're going to want to take notes. Please. Special thanks to Jack De Silva for our dope-ass intro music, Lindsay Allman for our transcendent logo and cover art, and Hope Clinton for her superb audio editing. Tune in every Friday for the latest episode, and don't forget to rate and review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts.